I'm Carly Zakin. I'm Danielle Weisberg. Welcome to Skim from the Couch. This podcast is where we go deep on career advice from women who have lived it, from the good stuff like hiring and growing a team to the rough stuff like negotiating your salary and giving or getting hard feedback. We started the skim from a couch, so what better place to talk it all out than where it began on a couch? Hey everyone, this show might sound a bit different today because we are skimming from three different couches. The skim is working from home for the time being because of COVID-19. Today, Betsy Johnson joins us on Skim from the Couch, famous for her instantly recognizable designs and her cartwheels down the runway. She has taken the fashion industry by storm since the 1960s. Her new memoir, Betsy, is on sale now and gives readers an inside look at the woman behind the iconic label. Betsy, thank you for joining us. Welcome to Skim from the Couch. Howdy. It's such a treat to have you. So let's start off with having you just quickly skim your resume for us. Oh, jeez. Born sun and moon in Leo, August 10th, Connecticut. Then we go Connecticut, we go New York, we go Syracuse University, Now, you just need to get the book. You know, my favorite question is when a student or whoever I'm talking to says, tell us how you got started, because then we'll just copy (laughs) that and we'll do it the same way. And I'm like, no. But, you know, to me, it's been uh, love of my work, love of hard work and love of the good luck I get. We'll dive into what you talk about in the book. But what is something that we can't Google about you? that you didn't put in the book, that people would be surprised to know? Oh, there's a whole other book. There's a whole other book of the no-no book. I was going to get a little more down and dirty with it, just a little more like out there and honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I wanted it to be inspiring, helpful, just boom, 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 what Mm -hmm. I've been through. No tears and fears and weirdness. And that just tells different shit that's happened. How did you tap into your obviously very colorful and creative personality? How did you first discover that? No, I have no idea. You know, you get asked questions about how did you, did you know about that? How did you feel? Did you put two and two together and get four? No, (laughs) you never put anything together and get anything. You just keep on going from one thing to another. I've just played my life very instinctively Mm -hmm. and go where I'm happiest and try and not go where I'm not happy. And I like the battle and the competition and the you're only as good as your last sale, petrified thinking. I got an idea. I need to survive. I'm going to do my idea. I'm going to do my idea. I'm not going to look at what's there or what's there. I'm just going to do what I believe in. You took the 60s and 70s fashion scene by storm. And you never went to... The thing that's weird with me with interviews is you know it, but I didn't know it. You put it all together and it spells Dixie. But as you're going through it, you don't know what you're doing. Or I didn't know what I was doing, basically. I just went from one thing to another. And my work was, it stood out. It was... For me in the 60s, it was right on the money of the 60s. 
But I didn't know that. That's just what I felt like wearing. And I, I had no idea to end up in a fashion magazine. So that made my mind think more of, what am I wearing today? What do I look like? But to me, I don't think you do know. You just keep going. And that's what's great. If you know too much, you're in trouble. You have to be blinded in a way by the light and the love and just working hard. I think that, you know, you're right. That seems something that you don't necessarily always recognize it when you're going through it. But you do have this spirit, this tenacity to keep going, to keep being willing to try things. Where do you think well, that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the other choice is. To me, it's either black or white. It's either up or down, especially as I'm getting older. Why lose a day by just, you know, moaning and groaning and staying in bed and I can't get up? You took, you know, New York and then eventually the world by storm in the 60s and 70s. Clothing design was your side hustle and then became your huge creative and business opportunity. And you ended up launching your brand named after you with your longtime business partner, Chantal Bacon. I met her when she was selling my Betsy Johnson's kids. After the 60s and after the 70s, I went into a freelance zone because I thought it was over. And the working woman's wardrobe was coming, which was really scary. So she was selling the kids stuff. And I had about 10 freelance jobs. And we just liked each other. We liked hanging out. She had a lot of style. She was just a great and a really nice person. And so about a year later, when it came down to like, I think I got to go out on my own. But I don't want to go out alone, because there's two sides to designing within a company. You got to have the designer and you got to have the business person. I didn't know about designing and Chantal didn't know too much about business. So we were on the very same page with that. And we just figured we'd figure the fucking thing out. It's not that difficult. Everybody lives it in their daily life. You have a rent you have to pay. You have bills you have to pay. And you should make the most of every day that you wake up. To me, it's logical. And what you need on top of the logics is you need an idea. What did you find to be the bigger hill to climb? Was it, you know, that you didn't have this traditional business background or you didn't have a traditional design background? I don't think either of them were a hill to climb. Mm -hmm. To me, the hills to climb were the stupid men I was in and I let the relationship go too long. I wish I knew how to navigate those hills better because I would have saved a lot of time mm -hmm. with guys. But the work, it was never like, oh, there's a hill. I'm going to climb it. I'm going to be, the only thing I kept thinking of was that little, was he a tugboat? The little engine that could. What was it like at the time to work for Betsy Johnson? My girls were the best girls because they were trained with love in a family situation, a family business. Most of my girls, my top, top girls 20 years later, started out as freelance sales girls. Everybody in the company was young and growing and wanted to just do more. I had no idea I had this customer, these girls. I had an, a slight idea about her, but the girls that were right for me just seemed to come to me. We never went out looking. You know, if you put it out there, if you build it, it will come. So 
we were building something and the right girls came along who want to work. And the girls that have worked for us, they have never, they say now, oh my God, we were the best company on earth to work for. And they all learned what work is really about when we sold, we went bankrupt, when they moved on. Mm-hmm. Chantal and I, the biggest compliment that I feel we get is that our girls go, thank you. I really love going to work and I realized how how shitty it is out there sometimes we were a really good company to work for because everybody felt at home everybody felt part of the pink ladies family we had a newspaper we had I mean we were a little entity all our own I knew I was good enough to go on my own because I'd worked for 13 15 years I always knew how to cut and sew I never once decided or wanted to be a designer. I wanted to be a commercial artist more than a designer. What did you see as the difference? No difference. I'm so glad I never studied fashion. Why do you think that not studying fashion was an advantage for you? Because I didn't have any rules. I didn't have any do's or don'ts. I just made clothes that I wanted to wear. It was only after a couple of months of being in New York, I thought, aha, this is my place. What am I going to do here? What's the empty envelope I want to fill? Because you got to know you're filling an empty space. Otherwise, who needs you if all the spaces are filled? Because I think that's such a powerful thing to say. You have to know that you're filling an empty space. And I think a lot of our listeners have had the question, like, how do you know how you're filling that space. How do you tap into how you should fill that space? You gotta just relax. You gotta just know. Otherwise it ain't really right. Because you're put in a position where I saved money, I invested it, it was my company finally, our company finally. And you don't think about it. When you're in school, you think about it. And to me, the reality of the fashion business I learned in two seconds, you get right away that you're only as good as your last sale, which means if people don't like it, what's the point? I had many friends that were great artists and musicians, but they were just misunderstood. They, they really didn't find their customer yet, their listener yet, their viewer yet. I never understood the business world. All I understood was bottom line, And any money we made, we opened a new store with that money because we realized building our own little pink empire was the only way for us to survive. It was just logical. Talking about, you know, you create this, you find your customer, you know your girl, you find success in selling and creating this pink world, and then ultimately you bring in private equity partners. We thought we've worked hard and long enough We never saved any money. We always turned our money over to the company to open a new store that we wanted to do. And everybody happened to be selling at that time. Like 2008, there were a lot of people selling. The the vibe was, I made some money with this. Let me sell, make some more money with this and buy. Or I want to stay and continue. Chantal said, bye. She had enough after 35 years. And she had the horrible side of doing the business side, which was not half as fun as my job, 
which was the creative side. We were a perfect partnership, perfect balance to each other. So we sold, not for that much, but we sold. The first time when we sold, we sold to a Boston corporation, really nice guys. They didn't really know anything about fashion. They fired most of my people, of course, classically. They brought in their own people. That always happens, I think. What did that feel like? You know when you sell, you're winning something, you're losing something. So we lost our main people. Mm -hmm. And that started putting us right down the tubes. It was a different company. Oh, God, instead of loving going to work, we hated, I hated going to work. So anyway, after a year or two, maybe, the original investors had lost too much money and we went into bankruptcy. What was that moment for you? That was, oh, shit. But I didn't know anything about bankruptcy. I don't know whether you feel good about it, you feel bad about it. All I know is you owe the bank a shitload of money. And we didn't have any money to pay them off. And it just got worse and worse. About a year after being in this bankruptcy state, this old buddy of mine from the industry, I just, he used to make shoes for my stores when we had like 50 stores. And for our audience who's listening, her old buddy is Steve Madden. You know, he is now helped bring back the brand, but owns the intellectual property and licenses. Steve paid the bank off. I don't know how much he got me for, but he paid off our bank loan. And I said, Steve, I want to keep working. You want to give it a shot? And he said, sure. And he wanted me to keep my name in the label, same label, wanted it to have the absolute total essence of me. And I had already established outside um, licensing jobs in lingerie, shoes, jewelry, handbags. So I brought him clients or whatever you want. I brought him business. Later on, he basically bought those businesses. It was hard for me to get used to working corporately just because, you know, you come from being your own boss your whole life and then you go out and try and work for a corporation. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm too stubborn yeah. for that. I had to learn how to stay calm, but I always learned when it was time to put my foot down, I put my foot down in the only way I could get anywhere by putting my foot down is saying, I can't deal with this. I really need to quit unless I get this or I get that. I always had to quit to get my way. So sure enough, that, that was the only thing that did the trick. They didn't want me to quit. <laughs> We're going to move to our favorite segment, which is called the lightning round. What's your favorite outfit you've designed? My guy's heart BJ t-shirt. What is the last TV show that you binge watched? I'm a Turner Classic Movies. Oh, I love Turner. Addicted fan. Betty Davis to Bogart to Bacall. I just love Turner Classics. Can you still do a cartwheel? On my lawn, yes. Yes. Or on the rug, yes. I can do a split much more easily. Oh my so gosh. I tend to do more splits than cartwheels. What is the best work from home hack that you have? My little bubbling in the icebox and a beautiful day outside and deadlines. I'm really good with deadlines. I like deadlines. Are you a morning person or a night owl? A total morning. What time do you get up? I used to get up at six. Now somehow I'm getting up at seven. Well, I'm really good till about two o'clock. And then after that... You know, I feel the same way. I've yeah. done my work. I just moved into a new house. I have 
I have other things I like to do, like decorate. Well, I have no doubt you are one of the most creative people, and I have no doubt you're going to continue to be creative during this weird time at home. Betsy, such a pleasure to, to interview you. Thank you. And I just say to all the women out there, buck up, little camper, full speed ahead. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next week for another episode of Skim from the Couch. And if you can't wait until then, subscribe to our daily email newsletter that gives you all the important news and information you need to start your day. Sign up at theskim.com. That's the S-K-I-M-M dot com. Two M's for a little something extra. 